Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. He's got style, he's got grace, he's a winner, he's a lord. Oh, I messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard when it's not, she's a lady. He's got style, he's got grace, he's a winner, he's a lord. Whoa, he's a lord. (laughs) Because lady has more syllables. Yeah. He's a lady, Lady. or she's a lady. Lady. Whoa. He's a lord. lord. There you go, yeah. Yeah, you get it. Anyway, it's good attempt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I see what you're going for, and you know, it's intent that matters, right? It's all in the heart. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mita, how's Nadine. it going? Um, to Leslie, to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to Leslie. That's to our Leslie. new official greeting oh. to one another. Mita and I have just been saying to Leslie when we see each other randomly. It's hilarious. It's actually not. You're going to hear this and think it's ridiculous. But I did it to myself today while I was just at work and laughed uncontrollably. It's just, I don't know why it's so fun to say. So, and we're allowed to do Indian accents. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's necessarily an Indian accent. At least that's not my intention. It's just, you know, an accent. It's the accent we grew up around. Yeah. I just want to, before we get into our Oscar talk, because the next few weeks are just going to be Oscar talk, inevitably. Yes. I do just want to point out one thing. Okay. Today is January 25th, Mm -hmm. when we are recording in the evening, and people across the world are also calling it SRK Day. Oh. Because today, Mm -hmm. our beloved Shah Rukh Khan, after four years... Mm-hmm. released a movie called Patan. Yeah. And just to give you a brief insight, bo- Indian box office and like inf- like inflation and currency and all of that aside, the movie was expected to do 25 crore okay. on its opening day today. And that was going to be a huge number. Yeah. When last it was checked, or when the box office announced it last, mm-hmm. it had done 50 crore on its opening Whoa, day. Whoa, it did double what it was expected to? It did double what it was expected to do. Today in India is a Wednesday. It's a working Wednesday. Tomorrow yeah. is Republic Day in India, so it's a national holiday yeah. moving into the rest of the weekend. But today was a working Wednesday, and it did double box office numbers. That's wild. And across the world... It's apparently selling out every show in Germany, of all places. My wife and I are trying to go see it in the weekend in Toronto, and we are too late for tickets because a lot of the shows, the good seats are taken. It's just front rows. It's wild. And I, as a moviegoer, I think it's so interesting how the world of Indian synagogues are like, Effin Shah is back. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how good this movie is, which apparently it's supposed to be great, but like are so excited. And we had this conversation months ago or a mm-hmm. month ago or so about like star power. And I think it's official that there is no one like Shah No, there really isn't. Even Tom Cruise doesn't do that. No, because mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, I was thinking about this. Tom Cruise can pull in numbers based on the IP. Yeah. So... 
based but on... But not on the fact that people want to see Tom Cruise in a movie. No one wants to see Tom Cruise the way people are like, I'll go see Shah Rukh Khan reading a phone book. And I legit think, people say that all the time, I think there are people legitimately who would go watch Shah Rukh Khan reading a phone book. I would. Why not? Yeah. If he did a YouTube series? <laughs> on on the phone book? Because yeah. if you've ever seen Shah Rukh Khan in an interview, he's so charming. So charming. So quick. So quick-witted and so yeah. charming and just so... He's he's a he's a character. And mm-hmm. I just think it's amazing. I, it reinvigorates that excitement in cinema, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Like My what, favorite... like... Go, go ahead. Oh, my favorite Shah Rukh Khan interview is yes. on an episode of Coffee with Karan. He was yeah. there with Kajol. And he asked Shah Rukh Khan, is Kajol the most beautiful or the best actress in the universe? And he said, yes. And then he was like, well, what would you say to, he list off some other Bollywood actresses. Yeah. He goes, there's so many galaxies. <laughs> He's so quick <laughs> yeah. to come up with that. What a slick guy. What a slick guy. Yeah. Anyways, and like, I who just, doesn't want to see that in a movie? Who doesn't want to see that in a movie? And I think it's also just interesting. He's been in movies for 30 years. Wow. 30 years in and around. And he has had ups and he has had downs. And I just was reading so many people online are so like, excited and so impressed that an individual man a minority in india mm-hmm. has managed to have the longevity and the love of a career and has weathered the lows like real lows yeah. like people saying shahrukh khan is dead shahrukh khan should stop acting his movies flopping left right and center and then coming back in your 50s four years after your last movie bombed to have this kind of response that is that is admirable on many, many levels. What was his last movie? It was called Zero. Oh. oh where he played a, a little person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was a really interesting attempt at something that just didn't pan out. Yeah. So it just... I won't and watch it, that. <laughs> you won't and you don't need to. But yeah. you know what you should see? Bataan. Bataan. Yeah. I'm super excited to go see it. And I hear one of the best things I read is that like Shah Rukh Khan is Shah Rukh Khan and has its place. But mm-hmm. thank you. And this was men who were writing this. Thank you for giving Deepika Padukone a role. Oh, and she's not, like, okay, it's not just a video She's girl. not. They were like, she's not just there because she's a beautiful woman. Thank you for giving her an actualized character and a role. And for hiring Deepika because she's Deepika Padukone, not because you needed a hot woman. Yeah. And that that also excites me. I think it's just... It's so exciting. So I think I will say you thought the trailer was like fantastic, but yeah. I was skeptical because it looks like one of those like action films mm-hmm. that I would not be interested in watching. That's fair. I do think when you I think you should go see it in a theater mm-hmm. and I think you should try to see it in a packed crowd. OK, because I think it's one of those movies where the audience energy is just going to like you'll it'll feed off. Of it'll it. feed off. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. I don't want to go in like too packed a crowd. I know you would also don't like that. I you like having a space between me on both sides. That's fine. You, we can try to do that. <laughs> because like you need a spot for your coat and your purse. And then I need a spot for my, make my snacks. That's true. So you yeah. just need all that space. So maybe I'll buy three tickets. Who knows? Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome, Sharugan. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go between this recording and our next recording. I'm going to go. Okay. And I'll have my review, and I'm super excited. But I did manage to see some other movies, yeah. not starring Shah Rukh Khan, mm-hmm. since our last recording. And you have two. I have, yeah. Should I go first? You go first, because I just talked a lot. Yes. So as we mentioned last week, um, Oscar nominations are out. 
And I try to see all of the um, actor categories that are nominated, all the animated features, and Mm -hmm. then best picture um, and director. And um, based off of the nominations, I have a lot of homework because there were a lot of things that I didn't think that were going to get nominated that did. Mm -hmm. And so one of those things was the movie Blonde, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I really, really didn't want to watch. Yeah. And I should trust my gut more often. (laughs) So let me ask you, why did you start with Blonde in post Academy Award nominations? Because there are some things there that I'm actually interested in watching. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get the stuff I really didn't want to see out of the way. I just wanted to rip it off like a Band-Aid and be like, okay, I watched Blonde. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So And I watched Blonde. And I understand why she is nominated. It's a very, it's a strong performance. There's a lot put into it. You can, Mm -hmm. but you can tell there's a lot put into it. It doesn't seem effortless to me. Yes. Like there's and effort. There's effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the movie itself is so irresponsible. It's so crass. Like I don't, yeah. I do not understand. Like I, sure you want to make art, but like don't use someone's IP. <laughs> or, to, or not even IP. Someone's like someone's life. actual human. Yeah, yeah, legacy. Don't use someone's yeah. legacy to make your art. Like you could still have a fictional story about yeah. a woman like Marilyn without having so having said it is Marilyn. Like was she in a polygamous relationship with Charlie Chaplin's son? Yeah, now I, I'm thinking I, but, that, and I have to look thing it up. About, the thing about Blonde is that so much of it is fabricated. Mm-hmm. It's a cross between fact and fiction, and so you're like, well. Was that a thing? Wasn't it a thing? What was real? She wasn't raped, but she apparently was raped throughout her life, according to this movie. Like, there's so many just like... And honestly, like I said this when you had watched it, I'm really mm-hmm. tired of Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe I think Monroe, it's yeah. been done. Yeah. We've had movies about it. I, as a person, I understand she had a really tough time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that's what led to her demise. But I don't think we really need to see that anymore. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I think so so what did you rate it? One. <laughs> I so I thought that might be where you went based on yeah. like the little conversation we had last night while you were watching it. I do think if you had seen it earlier before yeah. the backlash hit hard, mm. you wouldn't have hated it as much. Okay. I feel like the TikTok backlash was big and I hate the TikTok backlash because I hate TikTok. But I, as a viewer who saw it like months ago, I think it's irresponsible. It's also it, the question of like why was so prevalent throughout yeah. it. Like, why did we why? make this? But I get why Anna Darmus was nominated, mm-hmm. but she, that's it. Like, that's, she should be super happy she got this far yeah. and not expect to win. Mm-hmm. What did you rate it back then? I don't remember. I think it might have been like two stars. Yeah. I think I didn't. I, I I saw some art in it. There's some beautiful cinematography. Mm-hmm. There's some interesting attempts at like, you know, with uh, with transitions and things like that that are like interesting. But aside from the the subject matter, it's also so pretentious. It's yeah. It it's aware of its pretension too. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to someone like everything everywhere all at once is a little bit pretentious in its ideas, but at no point do you feel that on the screen. No, but I think the thing about everything everywhere is also that those ideas are, they're pretentious because they're big. They're Mm -hmm. very heady ideas, 
but you feel the authenticity and the earnestness of it. Blonde is not earnest. No. She's not going to win. She's not going to win. No. So congratulations, Anna. I'm, I'm, congratulations I got it out of the on that way. nomination, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, has she won anything for it? No. 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 Okay. She, was she got nominated for, for Razzie, too, right? No, she didn't. The movie oh, got she... a lot of Razzies. She didn't. Because you, oh, uh, even she... though the movie is not great, you got she to respect her in it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a nice segue into mm. what I watched last night while you were watching Blonde. Mm-hmm. I saw Elvis, Ooh. which I had been putting off because I didn't really have an interest in it. And it's interesting because I think Annette Darmus and Elvis is the female equivalent to Austin Butler and Elvis. Yeah. In that, really appreciate the effort. You clearly put a lot into of work into this, a lot of time, a lot of yourself. You really committed to it. Mm-hmm. But Colin Farrell is better. Yes. Like flat out. And it's not effortless. For me, it goes back to like Austin Butler could not do what Colin Farrell does in no. Banshees. And I think what Austin Butler does is impressive in in yes. Elvis, especially given that Elvis is overdirected. Yes. And given the fact he's he's still Elvis. <laughs> he's still Elvis, yeah. Well, he's that's, still Elvis. Which is he's annoying. But like the movie itself is not as like offensive as Blonde, but it is not great either. It's not great. It's really messy. It's really messy. And Tom Hanks is not good in it. That's what I told you. <laughs> I was really surprised really at bad. how bad he is in it. That accent. Is that just accent. Like and I, don't, I couldn't figure out if it was the character or if mm-hmm. it was Tom Hanks. And I think it was actually Tom Hanks. I think it's that. And it's this Baz did not like, he needs to edit himself a little bit when it comes to things. It's a very distracting movie to watch. Like there's a lot of things happening at once. And I couldn't focus. Yes, it's very yeah. Baz. And I think the other thing is, that's a nice style when you're doing Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. And it's a fictional story, and the style is such an important part. But I think when you're trying to tell a man's story, a real human being who existed, who is a pop culture legend, yeah. you gotta rein it in. The other thing that bugged me was the music. I normally like his movies. Like, I like Romeo and Juliet when he mixes in more, like, yeah. relevant today's music with these, like, period pieces. But I did not understand the taking like rap artists and um, pop artists of today and mixing it in with that like 1950s soul. Like it yeah. felt it felt very disjointed to me. And also the fact that like he doesn't like Elvis stole that music essentially. And it's almost like it's appreciated in this but movie. They at least don't hide away from that. No. They do at least attempt to show that his influence was from the black community, mm-hmm. heavily from the black community. In their own attempt, because this was Lisa Marie and Priscilla were attached to the film. So they couldn't essentially be like, he's a thief. Right? That's like the they have to... with Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, oh, God, Queen yes. did not want to muddy his name in any kind of way. But that's not muddying his name. That's his life. He was gay. Yes. Yeah. Let's just talk about like, the let's thing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought Elvis was very... Meh. Meh. I gave it two. I would give it two as well. Yeah. And again, appreciate Austin Butler... High five. Yeah, like I very really, good. Really good performance. You should be really happy with that nomination. You have a fighting chance. Like, you are a part of the fighting chance right now. And I would even understand if you want, mm-hmm. if, if, like, he won. But I would give it to Colin Farrell. Right now, having not seen The Whale. Okay, fair. 
Do you think that Elvis will make an appearance in Dune Part 2? Maybe. Do you think he'll be able to get rid of it? I think Denis is a better director. Let's hope so. <laughs> and we'll be able to curb that. Yeah. I'm so scared. <laughs> we'll see. What if Elvis is in Dune Part 2? <laughs> I feel like Austin needs to go away for a little bit, and then we'll kind of see him again. I also feel like this is Austin's like publicist being like, keep playing it up, Austin. People Maybe. are talking about you. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's pa- a part of it. Yeah. Or his publicist is like, you need to stop this. It's ruining your image. <laughs> yeah. Go see a voice coach. <laughs> yeah. Go see a voice coach. Get rid of this. Figure it out. Yeah. I did see one other thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. I saw, I'm going to let our listenership know. I did see women talking on Saturday before nominations were announced. And I'm going to leave it at that because I really would like you to see it before I discuss it. Okay. Because I have some big thoughts mm-hmm. and I don't want to muddy your view. Sounds good. So. Don't muddy it. <laughs> instead of women talking, we're going to talk about a man talking. Sure. I don't know. That was a man's segue. It's sometimes something. I have good it's ones. There. Sometimes I didn't. There was. Yeah. Go. There's actually a fair it. amount of women talking. There is some women in this. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of women actually. <laughs> yeah. Because me thought, what did we watch? <laughs> this week, we watched the 1963 Best Picture winner, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. A movie I had never heard of. Never. Is it my turn? Yeah, you're going to give me a discro. Okay, I'm going to give you a discro. Okay, so according to IMDb, this is the discro. The romantic and chivalrous adventures of adopted bastard Tom Jones in 18th century England. And yeah, yeah that's Tom Jones. That's Tommy. Tommy Lee Jones. That's Tommy what I've been calling Jones. him. <laughs> This is also a movie I didn't know existed, so I'm right there with you. Okay, good. Did you also freak out at the beginning of this movie that it was a silent film? For a moment. I was like, wait, this is silent? And then I was like, no, this feels like a choice, Mm -hmm. like a directing choice. And I was like, okay, if it is, I love it. And if it's not, I'm worried. And so I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it too when I was watching it, but I was just like, what if this is a whole completely silent? And I was about to text you, being like, "Um, do you know if this is a (laughs) thought? But then I didn't. It's good that she did. I restrained myself. I was like, he should watch it first and experience what I'm experiencing right now. So, what did you experience? What a. What a silly little movie. Right. But, but like so happy to have I experienced. I kind of super enjoyed it. Yes. Like, there hasn't been anything like this yet. No. And not since, not since we started and not even like After. since. I can't think of a movie this like. I mean, there might be something we've com- never seen. A comedy. It's just a comedy period. Yeah. And it's a British comedy, which it's is so like British. even better. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so. What's the reference I'm trying to think of? What's the guy that goes like... Benny Hill. Yeah, Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Especially at that scene in the inn. Yes. That they sped up. I'm like, oh, this is so Benny Hill. And at but, yeah. first I was like very thrown off. I was like, wait, what? This Are we sure this one best picture? Like this yeah. is the movie of 1963. And the more I watched it, I was like, this is fun. <laughs> like this isn't like anything else I've ever seen. And I could totally, I remember, so I watched it in two parts. I had to watch and I stopped it at like almost the exact halfway point where he gets kicked out of, mm-hmm. the, of the house. And I was like, the first hour I was kind of just like, okay, I get that this is a comedy, but like, where is this going? And the second half is so good. Mm-hmm. The second half is really full of like some of the, like the, the everything comes together and the slapstick of it and the, 
all all of the real comedy comes out from the build-up in the beginning. And this man, like, coming to terms with who he is at the yeah. same time. Like, there is a story here, too. It's not just, like, slapstick comedy like we're used to. No, but just, like, well-done British slapstick comedy. Yeah. And just so not what I thought. No, and uh, but I was so surprised. Like, what on earth happened this year? Like, previous, what was last week? Lawrence. Like, Lawrence of Arabia. Sorry, guys. I'm not feeling the best. So that's why I didn't know what we did last week. That's okay. (laughs) But yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, like, you know, the epitome of like a drama film, a drama war film. And then you have Benny Hill. (laughs) Like, it's so wild to me, but I'm actually so proud that they did something different for once. And it really seemed like they picked the film they just liked. Yeah. And there's no. There, there's no like artifice about it. It's not like they picked Green Book because it was about racism, but it's just a shitty film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? This is just a funny movie that was really enjoyable and really well made. This feels like to me if like if a Coen Brothers movie did win outside of No Country for yeah. Old Men, like a reg- like a um, oh my god, what's his name? John Goodman, Julianne Moore. The Big, Big Lebowski, Lebowski. Yeah. The Big Lebowski <laughs> yes, yeah. had one. Yeah. Like, that. that's what this feels like. But this is still more accessible. Like, this is really, like, anybody could watch this and get it. Mm, I don't know if anybody's interested in 18th century England. But can I just say, is it makes it so accessible. Like, everything about it. And the other, there's a couple of things I really liked about this movie. First of all, I loved how dirty they showed it. Yeah, it's, like, very raw. It's very raw. You never see period pieces like this where things are like dirty and muddy and people are gross and like that's you can what smell time the was film. like. <laughs> that's what it's authentically like. Like when they get to London and they're in the streets and it's just it's so like raw. Nasty. It's, it's so nasty. But you're like, that's actually probably what this was actually really like. It's not the like prim and proper beauty that you are so used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. There's also one particular scene where I laughed out loud. And I'm not a laugh out loud person. But when he's in the inn and they're arguing about when the five, like if he lost the $500 note. And then he turns to the camera and he's like, did you see her take it? I was like, I I broke the wall. (laughs) I broke the wall. And so unexpectedly, and he's like angry. And he's like, did you see her take it? Because I had it in here. And it was just so, so, It it was so well done. There are some real, real great things in this, but okay. <laughs> the other thing I was wondering while I was watching this was this is an excellent film. I was actually really impressed with it. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. All of that. But did this deserve Best Picture? That's interesting. So should we go with what was not? I think so. Let's talk okay. about that. So um, America, America, which I have never heard of. But How directed West- by Ilya Kazan. Oh, is it? Have you yes. seen it? I haven't. No. Okay. How the West Was Won, which I've heard of, but like have never seen. Yeah. Lilies of the Field, which sounds familiar. Uh, Sidney Poitier. And the only one that I really know, Cleopatra. Hmm. But I've never watched Cleopatra. I've never seen Cleopatra, but I know of the history of how wrought with complication it was. It is also, Mita, 251 minutes. Cle- Cleopatra? Yeah. It's Gone with the Wind. Oh, God. Yeah. Dan, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> not going to watch it. It didn't win, so that's we're moving on to. from that. <laughs> yeah. Those are all those titles seem to fit the mold. Yes. That we're used to. 
Yeah. I can't say if this any of them were better than this, but I'm I would prefer that the Academy doesn't pick things that fit the mold. Okay, so let's talk about that. Okay. Nominations were just announced. And if you look at the 10 nominees, let's mm-hmm. pick out five. Let's pick out the top five realistically. Okay. It's Everything Everywhere, Banshees, Tar. We're both thinking <laughs> here. We know the top three for <laughs> we sure. We know the top three for sure. <laughs> probably Triangle of Sadness based on Best Director. Okay. Yeah. And probably The Fablemans. Fablemans, yeah. Let's, let's assume it's a perfect match or maybe, you know, take out Triangle of Sadness and put in Top Gun. Oh, interesting. You still have two movies there that don't fit the mold. Every, everything Everywhere? Everything Everywhere. And then Triangle of Sadness doesn't fit the mold from what I understand. No. I haven't seen it yet. Neither does Top Gun. Neither does Top Gun. But if this is a Top Gun winning and we're looking at this year... I I am looking at this here and I'm saying that like something like Top Gun should be happy it's nominated but has no business winning. No, I don't. I believe the same thing. But is this not kind of a Top Gun? I mm. And it's hard to say because we haven't seen these other four nominees. Yeah. But this is not a, you know, if you think about the trailer for this film, let's say it wins an Academy Award. It's not, it's, it's not going to be the like, you know, academy award the with the stately font and the music and the cinematography panning over you know it's not this like stately film it's benny hill is what it is but neither that's what it is right but neither is everything everywhere all at once and both you and i want that to win yes yeah and everything everywhere all at once is a much smarter film than Top Gun is. Yeah. There is still some like intellect there. I don't know if intellect is the right word, but, or I guess maybe pretension <laughs> is the better word yeah. for it. And with this, this is a smart comedy. Like it's slapstick, yes. but it's, it, is it Tina Fey who was, or no, who said it that like the smartest people are comedians? Cause it's very yeah. hard. Many to people make actually people say laugh. that. Yeah. That's very actually common. It's hard to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And to do it so, intelligently is i think really impressive and i think what's it's like you're saying there's actually no pretension in this film and no, that is really like rare jaunt. like <laughs> i'd say even something like west side story which i adore still has a level of best picture pretension about it mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that but there's nothing in this that like screams yeah i'm smarter than you are or this is meant for smart people. It is very approachable in that sense. Very approachable. Yeah. And I think I'm a little disarmed by that. Like you're shook up now? A little bit. You don't bit know what to expect? I don't know what to expect because it's really nice to see that the Academy... Oh, and this movie actually appears on a few like worst best picture winner li- lists. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen it on a couple and I was expecting something worse. And I think... That's disappointing because I'm so happy this one. I think that happens because I've fallen in that trap before of like believing Mm -hmm. something should be best picture because it fits the mold. Yes. Like I've definitely felt that way before being like, well, this one is is a better like Brokeback deserved it over Crash because Brokeback is like, well, Brokeback is the better film. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) that was just the first. uh, One that came into my head. But, like, even with Green Book, like, I don't think yeah. Green Book should have won. It doesn't fit the mold necessarily. Well, if it's the cheesiness, 
yeah. but not the actual like this is a well-made well-executed film because i think the academy has also changed right it's not about what was the best film the politics really reeled in eventually over time mm-hmm. and can you think of a movie a flat-out comedy that's been nominated in the recent years well i guess shakespeare in love is in a lot of ways still a comedy okay a rom-com i haven't watched it since high school yeah but like if it's you a were rom-com. to pick between saving private ryan yeah. and shakespeare in love you have that win there but th- again that's like 95 97 7 98 8 97 is Titanic, right? Is it 98? Let's look. I have it written down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 98. Yeah. So like, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I've only ever seen it. I saw it in 98 and then I saw it recently, but not that much. Would you say, this is a pretentious film in my opinion, but like something like Birdman winning. Birdman is hella pretentious. pretentious. But it's also, there's still a lot of comedy in it. I was of the mind that year that Boyhood deserved it over Birdman. Because Boyhood is a feat. That's true. Of of like literally decades. Literal decades (laughs) of like filmmaking. That's a feat. Feat. And the fact that he follows through, the fact that he's able to do it. And obviously we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm -hmm. But Birdman is insanely pretentious. pretentious and it's one shot. Yeah. Attempt, whatever that's, that looks that's like. That's a feat in itself, though. No, but it's not one shot, Mita. That's the other thing, is that, like, it's made to look like one shot, but there's so much special effects in it. So I oh, saw did this he, movie. I thought he really did it. No, Mita. Oh. There's, like, cuts. But I saw this movie recently called yeah. Boiling Point, mm-hmm. which you should watch. Okay. It's a short movie about this oh, restaurant. The chef. The chef in a restaurant on a busy night. Mm-hmm. It's an hour and a half, and that is a single cut. It's a single, single take that they did two or th- four times or something. Mm. And that was it. You and know they that did episode like, of The Bear? So this is before The Bear. I know. But that, but The Bear did it too. <laughs> the Bear I did just, it too. I really love that but episode. The Bear did it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This did it for an hour and a half. That's It's a really time. impressive. Okay. But Birdman is not. Okay. It's made to look that way, but it's not. Gotcha. And Birdman with its like existential questions about like, who am I as an actor? And the like him turning into the Birdman, which is like a play on Batman. It's (laughs) (laughs) all of that. It's I like Birdman. I actually really enjoy Birdman, but it's pretentious. And trying so hard to be very meta. Oh, God. Trying so hard to be meta. And the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, you know what was just really a nice film? Tom Jones. Yeah, Tom Jones is so, like, it's just, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's so unexpected. It's just not what you think it's going to be. It's just so easy. Tom Jones further proved my admiration for Albert Finney. Yes, i say that I love too. Albert Finney yeah. so much. <laughs> he's just, oh. Is he's, it beyond Aaron Brockovich? Is it beyond? I do like him in Ocean's 12. Okay. He has a little moment there. Let me look at this so I can familiar myself. Because he is excellent in Aaron. Yes. He's the best part of Aaron Brockovich. Everyone talks about Julia, but... It's Albert it's, Feeney for me. It's Ed. Ed is the best part. Oh, I also actually really enjoy him in Skyfalls. Okay. Skyfall is my favorite Bond movie, and he plays Kincaid, who yeah. is like James Bond's butler yeah. when he was a child. And like, he's just a good time. He's like a 
grounded human. He does grounded very well. He does do grounded yes. very well. Or he does whatever this was very well, too. Yeah. And he's the chief of staff in traffic. Look right. at him being yeah. best buds with Stephen. Stephen. But I do love me some Finney. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the only year where three women were nominated for Best Supporting Actress from the same film. Really? Yeah. I didn't look. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So Susanna York. Yep. Rachel Kempson. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Joyce Redman. Mm-hmm. No. Let me look it up. I'm just saying mm-hmm, like I know, but it's <laughs> it's essentially all the women who play all the women except the one who played um, Sophie. So not Susanna York. Not Susanna York. It was Rachel Kempson. It was... Also directed by Natasha Richardson's dad, Tony Richardson. There you go. Yeah. So Edith Evans, Joyce Redman, and Diana Salento. Oh, Molly. Molly. Interesting. And then Hugh Griffith got a nomination as well. There were five acting, supporting actor nominations. It was, you know, it was clearly liked by the Academy too. And I think even though it's not your typically, it's not your typical winning film, it was really Mm -hmm. nice that it won. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a champion for Tom Jones. I think more people should watch Tom Jones. Oh yeah. This is one of them I'd recommend it and be like, you know what? If you're looking for a laugh and just something unexpected, Tom Jones. Yeah. It's a riot. It's a riot. I couldn't think of any like sequel prequel ideas too. I like this just the way it is. Yeah, because I don't think you need anything. No. And they do. There's some surprises and some turns and some unexpected things and moments where I was just like, oh, wait, what? And then, oh, I was duped. And I was like, oh, like. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It was a fun viewing experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was really taken aback by because I can't say that about many things. Even something like Lawrence, which I admired. This was fun. I didn't get a kick out of Lawrence. I didn't get a kick out of Lawrence. Yeah. I didn't laugh out loud. And I don't laugh out loud. I chuckle. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. That's but true. I do laugh out loud. You, you have witnessed a, it. <laughs> we've all witnessed it on this podcast. But, and that's just who you are. Did you laugh out loud in this? I did. It was yeah. so fun. <laughs> do you think a movie like this could get made today? I think it could get made today. I don't know if it would reach... Although, like, this year has proven to us that anything is possible. Yeah. I really like the nominees this year. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm sort of landing on in terms of best picture. Yeah. I like that there are some surprises there. Or there's things there that they weren't necessarily a surprise, but, like, they're finally doing right by, like, what is a best picture. Oh, and so, I so think, talk to hmm? me more about that. Like, something like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which mm-hmm. is a small budget movie, and, like, the fact that they have the visuals that they do in that movie mm-hmm. with its budget is pretty spectacular. But it also came out in the summer. It kind of, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be like superhero film because of Michelle Yeoh and, like, yeah. what it's about and the multiverse. It's an idea and concept that that's not normally appreciated by the Academy. And it's made its way to being nominated and probably the front runner for Best Picture. Yeah. Most nominations. It's, yeah. Eleven. Like no that to me is very nice. That it it feels like 2019 again. It feels like Parasite. We had two crummy years there, and maybe we're getting back on track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So no sequel prequel ideas for you. No. Just Tom Jones as it is. Yeah, he's a lord. <laughs> oh, did you know though? Fun fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom Jones, the singer Tom Jones. Yes, got his name from the movie. Yeah, that's why he chose his. And then I thought, well, what would my stage name be? Interesting. Where would you get it from? 
Um, Aaron Brockovich. Would it? <laughs> but I only thought that probably because I was watching Albert Finney the whole time. But That's I was what like, it I could from. be Aaron Brockovich. But it's also it's also a book, I guess. Aaron Brockovich? Tom Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What would yours Aaron be? Brockovich is a real person. Is a real person. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yes, this is a book. Okay. Mm, what would my stage name be then? I don't even know. Heather. Heather. <laughs> Just one of the Heathers. I'll be Heather and you'll be Heather. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. There we go. I'll take it. Do you have one outside of Heather or no? No. I, yeah. I've never thought about that question. What would a stage name be? Probably just but maybe I'll be Veronica then because like I don't want to be a Heather. They all almost die except for Shannon Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be based on Heather either. <laughs> We'll see. I'll we'll figure see. it out one day. We'll figure it out. In the meantime, I'm mm. going to go into my rating. Yes. We don't really have much to say, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in this case. Like mm. oftentimes when that happens, it's because the movie's just bland. And I think there's less to discuss here because I think this actually does everything it sets out to do. Yeah. Like it's well acted. It's well written. It's funny. It's nice to watch. It's not long. It's it's not anything bad. It's just a solid movie filled with some good gags. You know, it that silent thing in the beginning, the narrator, the breaking of the fourth wall every now and then. Like there's just everything is peppered in so nicely that there's no reason to dislike it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be super curious to hear what someone who doesn't like it thinks. The people who put it on their list. Yeah, I'd really be interested in that because I feel like there's a little bit of pretension and expectation Mm. in that statement. Like, this is not a typical Best Picture winner. And I think what I like about it is that it's not a typical Best Picture winner. Yeah, that's like the best thing it has going for it. Yeah, it's just unexpected. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go into my rating. Okay. Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about this. (laughs) I was not, I really just don't. I didn't, and not to say it's a perfect film, because I think there's a lot to be said about like, you know, how you connect to something in emotion and blah, 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 blah. So I'm not giving this five stars. That's not what it is. It's just that I watched a film. I didn't have any expectation from it. It circumvented those lack of expectations I had, because the, I guess the only expectation I have watching any of these films is that it won Best Picture, so it should hit a certain caliber. Mm. Or it should be a certain type of movie. And this Mm. is not what a typical Best Picture winner looks like. And at the end of it, that's what I freaking love about it. Like, that's really the thing. The defining quality of this film, it's that it's not your typical Best Picture winner. And it, I think it absolutely deserves it for that reason. Because comedy is really, it's deceptively easy. Mm. We all watch and we all laugh at different things. And I think that's the thing. We all watch something and we have a sense of humor. We all laugh. So it seems easy to do that. But how this is constructed and how it's put together, there's actual art there and there's an actual skill. And little little things that could seem very simplistic or easy aren't. And that scene that happens where he breaks the fourth wall happens like an hour and 20 minutes into the film. And so like when you are still surprising your audience throughout your film and keeping things fresh and keeping it interesting... Uh, that that that's really skillful and so i really do i admire this i'm really impressed with it and i would right now it's probably my most 
unexpected film. Like yeah. it's the film that I didn't expect anything from and I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if another film can beat this because hmm. I just had, I didn't know what to expect from this. And it completely blew me out of the water. I really had a good time watching it. And I would recommend it to people and I would recommend it as a best picture winner because it's just, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's a solid fun movie. And I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Very nice. I'm going to write this down. Three and a half for Nadim. Yes. Okay. I just want to say it's nice to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I think we've had like, thir- what number is this? Let's see. 30, not 39, really? Oh, no, wait. 30, 30, 30. It's in its 30s. We've watched like 30 plus years of movies yeah. at this point. And I haven't watched anything that like sincerely made me giggle. That mm-hmm. I sincerely like truly enjoyed watching. And like you said, comedy is extremely hard to master. Mm-hmm. How many times in the last like few years have I said to you, Nadim, I feel like watching a comedy, like suggest one. And you never know any because there are not any that are particularly good. Yeah. It's it's a genre that's really been bastardized in the last like 20 years as well. And so it was so refreshing to like actually sit down and watch something that made me feel good, that made me and good for the best reasons, which is laughter. Like I, who doesn't want to laugh? Who doesn't want to yeah. have a smile on their face? Yeah. Who doesn't want to enjoy something like that? Same as you. I love that this doesn't fit the norm. Like I've mm-hmm. ne- we haven't watched a best picture like that yet and i don't think we're going to watch anything else like this coming forward unless like i don't know i've never seen driving miss daisy but maybe <laughs> i think that's a safe bet me though it's a safe bet that it's yeah. not it's not, it's not tom jones and then what's also so great is like nobody knows about it i kind of yeah. like that nobody knows yeah. i would say to people watch it but it's nice that it's like little secret that we yeah. have between us that we've seen tom jones and yeah. we're better than you yep <laughs> um I landed on three and a half as well because it's not perfect. No. But for what it is, it's really good. And it just, it's just a good movie. It's a good, fun movie. And does it deserve Best Picture? I think so. I think it's so hard to do what this movie does. Mm -hmm. And it does it really well. Yep. Yeah. I'm there with you. Yep. Excellent. Well, thanks, Tom Jones. Thank you. And thank you, Albert Feeney. With your allegedly very handsome face, I'm told over and over and over again. He's handsome, yeah. He's handsome, yeah. I get it. Who would play Tom Jones now? The people would want like Paul Mescal or something. I think he'd have to be better looking than Paul Mescal. You think like Joe Alwyn? Maybe, or maybe like a... Oh, Oliver Jackson Cohen. Or like Chris Evans? No. I know, it's a little obvious, but... No, no, no. Chris wouldn't do that either. He knows he can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> and Oliver Jackson Cohen could do it. Okay, maybe. Yeah. We'd have to see. Yeah. Okay, and that was Tom Jones. Thank you so much. Yeah. We have a new movie coming next week, one most of you have probably heard of. Mm. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. game time. Yeah. Samita, last yes. week mm-hmm. you had me connect The yes. Fablemans yes. to a movie about females having a conversation. Okay. Women talking. <laughs> this week... Yeah. I would like you to connect mm-hmm. women talking okay. to a movie you and I are both curious about and very fond of. Okay. To Leslie. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much There right is now. a way to do it. I'm sure there is. Um, and the timer starts now. Okay. Women talking 
Oh, Woman Talking is produced by Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt is in The Big Short with Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell is in, um, what's the tennis one? Battle of the Sexes with Andrea Risenborough. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. That was one way. There we go. What was your way? There was... <laughs> Did you write one no, no, down? No. <laughs> Women Talking stars Rooney Mara, who was mm-hmm. in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. who was in The Glass Onion with Edward Norton, Okay. who was in Birdman with Andrea Risenborough. Oh, yes, Andrea. Andrea. She's yeah. everywhere. Oh, not really. She's, in, <laughs> she's not in that many things. But she is... And to Leslie. To Leslie. And you know, when you give someone a hard one, it inevitably comes to bite you back in the ass. Because next week, I'm going to have to connect to Leslie to something. Yep. Something best, sorry, Oscar-y right now. Yes, we're still doing the Oscars. We're still doing that. Maybe till the end of time. Who knows? Maybe. We'll find out. But that's next week when we watch, Mita. What is it? What are we watching? Yeah, next week we're watching My Fair Lady. I could have danced all night. I could have danced all night. I think Nadim is excited. I'm not really, actually. <laughs> I just know that from Seinfeld, actually. Find out next week. Have Find you never seen week? it? I've seen bits and pieces of okay. My Fair Lady. Okay. So this will be my first time sitting and watching it. The rain in Spain falls mainly in the plain. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. But until then, mm-hmm. Mita, do you have some parting words for us? I do, Nadim. I despise your politics as much as I do a fart. <laughs> That's good. That's a good line. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for My Fair Lady. I almost said to Leslie. <laughs> have a lovely week folks bye do leslie (laughs) thanks for listening to movies to watch before the end of the world sponsored by no one you can send us an email at movies to watch pod at gmail.com follow us on instagram and tiktok at movies to watch pod and check out our litter box at movies the number two watch pod as always keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the kevin bacon